Welcome to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, registered nurse and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I believe there's a healthy person living in everyone. The Healthy Me is designed to help you call up your healthy self, step out of your comfort zone, shake things up, and get results. So let's find and empower your healthy me. All right. Hey, everybody. Trina here. Thanks for joining me on The Healthy Me today. I'm really excited. Rachel is with me, uh, Rachel Pontillo, and we are going to be talking like this is going to be so cool because we're talking about one of my favorite topics today, and I'm not even going to like tell you what that is right now. I'm going to wait, make you sit on it for a second. But the topic itself is, is the most popular skincare ingredient also the most dangerous? And um, if you've ever heard me talk, you know exactly what I'm talking about um, when I say the most dangerous and the most popular ingredient. So let me tell you really quickly a little bit about Rachel, though. Rachel is a holistic skincare innovator, author, and educator. She is the best-selling author of the book Love Your Skin, Love Yourself, and co-author of The Sauce Code. She's an AADP and IAHC board-certified international health coach, licensed esthetician, and natural skincare formulator and educator. She's the president and co-founder of the Nutritional Aesthetics Alliance. Am I saying that right, Rachel? You are. Okay. The creator of the popular skincare and healthy lifestyle blog, Holistically Hout, as well as the much-loved online course, Create Your Skincare. She's an avid herbalist, self-professed skincare ingredient junkie, and lifelong learner. I pretty much could have read, like, that's almost, you sound like me. I know. I know. We are so similar. <laughs> She's like my twin over here. Well, welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right. So let me jump into this because everybody's sitting on the edge of their seats and they're like, they're like oh my what gosh. are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? <laughs> and if they know me, they're like, I know, I know. So you tell me what is, the, in your opinion, in your professional opinion, what is the most popular skincare ingredient and why is it so popular? So drum roll, it is water. <laughs> water. That's what water. I said. All right. Why? 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 Why is it why? so? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So obviously it makes sense. I mean, you wash your face with water. You take a shower or a bath in water. So clearly it would make sense to use water in a skincare product line to, that's intended to cleanse the skin. And from a formulation and manufacturing perspective, water is pretty darn cheap compared to some of the other ingredients that we would use in skincare, such as oils and extracts and some of the um, other things that we're going to talk about in a little while. So it makes sense from a theoretic perspective, but also from a financial perspective, if you're manufacturing and selling a mass-produced skincare line that you would want to kind of water down your formula formulations to keep your costs down and to be able to offer bigger quantities to your to your customers. And um, that it's also a way where, you know, a customer might think they're getting a big amount of product, but it, it's actually not going to be. So let me ask you real quick. Very strong. Yes. For the most part, on average, when water is listed, and it's usually listed as the first ingredient. Number one. Yep. Number one. What typically is the concentration or percentage of water? that you've found? 
So typically in a formulation, the first five ingredients are going to make up 80 to 85% of the entire product. So if water is your number one ingredient, that could be up to 80%. Yeah, that's what I usually say. It's somewhere between 75 and 90 because some formulations are even higher. They're like 90%. It's true, especially if it's something like a cleanser or, you know, people see the word serum and they're like, ooh, it's fancy. That must mean it's better. Not necessarily that nice light consistency that people love means there's a lot of water in it. I was just, I'm not going to name names, but I was watching TV and a very popular anti-aging skincare product line now has a product out there that they're like, oh my God, it's so light. It absorbs so quickly. It's, be, it's I, not absorbing. It's, it's, it's evaporating. evaporating. <laughs> it's evaporating. It's not absorbing. I looked up the ingredients. I'm like, yep, water, water, chemicals. It's just... It's not that nice light consistency that people like so much does not always mean that your skin's actually getting any lasting benefit or that the ingredients are even able to absorb. Well, and on top of that, not even benefiting you, um, but but actually harming you, not just your skin, but harming you internally. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that too. But why would water be considered a dangerous ingredient? There's a couple of reasons why. So first and foremost water is like a cesspool, like a smorgasbord for microbes. So bacteria, mold, and yeast propagate freely whenever water is present in a skincare formulation. And that can just be water itself, even if it's water and then a whole bunch of chemicals. But it can also be any ingredient that is water containing in any way. So even your herbal products that are made with different infusions and hydrosols and extracts, if any of them contain any water whatsoever, which many of them do, that is going to propagate that microbial growth. So that is where water itself really can be the most dangerous because if you're using a product that is contaminated with some sort of a pathogen, you can cause some serious damage, not only to your skin, but also to your internal health because If the skin itself is broken, and unfortunately, a lot of people do have compromised barrier functions in their skin where they're all there are microscopic fissures or otherwise um, compromised areas of the skin where certain things that are not normally would not normally come in because the microbiome can handle them, um, but they do. So if, if a pathogen enters the body through the skin, which can happen if the skin is has like dry cracks on it anywhere. If you have some sort of a scaly rash, if you have an acne breakout, all of that is broken skin. Even if you have a little, a little scratch on your hand and the lotion that you're using comes into contact with that scratch, that pathogen can enter the body. And we're not talking just about like cute little buggies here. We're talking like some serious bugs. We are talking potentially drug resistant strains of bacteria and molds and yeasts that can then really propagate in the body. And, right. And what I was, wanted to add is that you might not, like, that's not something you might see on your skin. It's going to be an internal thing that you end up with flu-like symptoms. And you never associate that with, what did I just use yesterday on my skin? Exactly. You would associate that more with food that you're eating or air that you're breathing or coming into contact with something, you know, like um, like poison ivy or something like that. You know, I mean, contact dermatitis. Um 
but yeah, using a regular cream and lotion that seems very harmless, you when you're using that product, there may be no visible signs that it's contaminated. There's this misconception that you'll know if a product goes bad because it'll separate or it'll smell funny or, it'll or you'll green. see <laughs> yeah, you'll, or you'll see black specks or fuzz. That's not always the case at all. There are many times when a product becomes contaminated or a preserve, uh, preservation system fails because of the high water activity in that product. And let's not let's not forget too, because I'm guilty of this, and most women probably are. You open a bottle or a container, and technically, as soon as it's opened, it's supposed to be used within yes, and it's supposed to be used within six months. Is like a guideline that everyone should follow for everything, for but, every product. Yeah. That's- even ones that are preserved with chemical preservatives that I never recommend, and I know you don't either. It's because as soon as you, they're meant to be preserved closed in a closed right. system and to keep a, a longer shelf life. And as soon as you open it, you're exposing it to the air six months, ladies and gentlemen, six months. Otherwise, you're even those things that have those heavy doses of preservatives can grow bacteria and, and harmful things. I also want to mention, too, because I know um, – in my, when I talk about water, especially with my products and Primal Life Organics, I talk about, um, and I don't know if you've mentioned, if you mentioned this too, but the other things that are found in water, because what I like to tell people is for most skincare companies, they're not really purifying their water. They're using tap water. And these are the things that have been found in tap water. Heavy metals. We talked about the disease-causing bacteria. So disease-causing bacteria, heavy metals, gasoline solvents, synthetic chemicals like benzene, industrial waste products, disinfectant byproducts, and radioactive substances such as uranium, radium, and radon. Those Isn't are that fun? <laughs> and what's great is water evaporates and leaves these things sitting yes. on your skin. Or absorbing into the skin. Right. And especially... And they, they can cross through, but they're like when you talked about the little fissures or little cuts, or if you just exfoliated, there's there's breakdown that you don't see or feel in your skin. It's true. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention that not everybody knows about is that water for the skin is actually alkaline. And we we've been told a lot nutritionally that it's good to have an alkaline environment inside of the body. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard about drinking alkaline water and, you know, the benefits of that are for another conversation. But topically, the skin itself actually is on the acidic side and it has to be. That's how it supports its microbiome, typically between a pH of four and five and a half. And um, water, distilled water is about a seven, which is neutral. So that means that it's not, even neutral is alkaline, which can be extremely irritant to the skin with repeated use. This is why so many people, when they take a lot of long showers or soak in a bath, their skin actually feels really dry and irritated. Right. And it's like, when you talk about the microbiome, what cracks me up is just recently, I saw an email from a, um, a, a popular blog, healthy blog person, I don't want to name them, um, who is supporting a company out there that considers their stuff safer and mentioning how this company is the first company to be preserving your natural biome on your skin. And I laughed because I'm like, oh, I've been doing that for 10 years. I've, this has been coming out of my mouth about na- your natural biome being supported. Water kills it. The pH, when you're talking about it, the, having the alkaline pH from water is killing your natural biome. By using ingredients like the oils, you're supporting your natural biome, which is supporting 
the growth of the bacteria that needs to protect you. So it just cracks me up that out there people are thinking that they're propagating like some new something new. <laughs> it's like, come on. I know. It's yeah, again, like don't get me don't even get me started on that kind of stuff because it drives me crazy because they they act like it's brand new information that they just discovered and is the only line to ever do this. No, actually. And really when you're destroying your natural biome, you're leaving yourself like people that suffer from acne and rosacea and skin conditions, you are actually can cause more harm and it can actually cause irritations or worsen your acne. Yeah. You're leaving your entire body susceptible and open to, I don't want to say attack, but, but essentially it is because even if there are microbes that you come into contact with that might not normally be a problem, if you don't have a rich and diverse microbiome in your body and on the surface of your skin, then those tend to become opportunistic and throw things off balance and could really cause a problem. Yeah, because even a small amount, if you like have a weakened immune system or whatever, a small amount can cause more problems. But so um, tell me, please enlighten us. Are there any benefits for using water in skincare? Yeah. So here's the thing. From a functional perspective, when we're talking about the function of the product itself, it makes the product feel nice on the skin. Not everybody likes the feel of oil-based products. And because look, the industrial revolution brought us a whole slew of water-based products. We got used to it. We got comfortable with creams and lotions and gels and stuff like that. And it, it can be sometimes difficult to switch someone over to an oil-based regimen when they're used to that light feeling, that light dehydrated feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that stripped, you know, that, that, um, the squeaky clean. The, yeah. Like the prune whole... versus the plum. Like if you sure. want to look like a prune, put water on your skin. That's what I like right. to say. But here's the thing. It is really important to hydrate the skin and it would be lovely if we could do that from the inside out with, by drinking water and having hydrating foods in our diet. But unfortunately it doesn't actually work that way because all of that hydration first goes to nourish and hydrate the internal organs. And by the time the skin gets it, there's like 10% scraps left. It's like the leftovers that nobody wants to eat. It's just not enough. It definitely can help. There's always a visible difference of someone who drinks a lot of water versus who does not. But for proper hydration on the surface, it's really important to hydrate with some sort of water-containing ingredient. But the other thing that's important about that is that even though water-soluble ingredients don't necessarily penetrate all the time because the skin's barrier is lipids, it's oils. It recognizes oils and um, oil-soluble nutrients. However, we do have studies that show us the importance of hydrated skin to allow for that absorption to happen. So if the skin is dehydrated, it's like pouring oil on top of like the desert, hard desert sand. Nothing's getting in there. It has to first be kind of opened up and softened up and watered like a sponge where it can open up further to take in those nutrients. But if there's too much, then you have just a soggy sponge where things are just falling out and nothing's going in. And and that's what I like to tell. Like, it, it's not, in my opinion, and I, I don't use water in my formulations, but in my opinion, it's not the fact that there's water in skincare products. It's that there's water in every skincare product. So you're, it's the overuse. Like it's an absolute overuse. So if you're using one product that has water in it, 
please make sure it's purified. You know, that will tell you that it's a better quality of water, but that's not going to be harm to your body like using 10 products every day that have water. That's really going to be where you're going to run into the area where you're not going to be supporting your natural biome. It's going to dehydrate you more than it's going to hydrate you because the water is actually going to pull the moisture. And the nutrition, and then, yeah. you know, with that evaporation. And that's that's important. So it's, it's, it's nice if you are using products that contain water, it's, there are better choices than just water than distilled water. So I mentioned, you know, some of the herbal preparations that you can make a lot of um, my colleagues and my students use herbal infusions, which actually does lower the pH of the water. Yes, you still have to deal with the microbe issue. That's a fact. And natural preservation has come a long way since even just a few years ago when I first started teaching about it. um, It's every six months, there's a new natural preservation system many of which are more su- more supportive to the microbiome than some of the more traditional preservatives a lot of the natural antimicrobials out there are they bring benefits to the skin and have um nourishing properties in addition to the antimicrobial properties which kind of sounds like an oxymoron like you know antimicrobial supporting microbiome but the fact is, is that if you are going to formulate with water at all or buy a product that contains water, it's got to have a preservative. Otherwise, it's just going to be dangerous. And that's just a fact. Um, but using herbal infusions or hydrosols, that is a way to at least deal with the issue of pH being too high because those are more acidic. And they're also going to help bring in some of the therapeutic properties of the plants in conjunction with the other ingredients in the product. Um, so, so that, so that's a way that it can be beneficial, but I, I don't really recommend even to my students to use straight water in their products at all. And, and I, I recommend that, you know, showers be kept to a minimum. And oh, they have that, the shower heads that you can get. The, yep. Yeah. Get, get the, um, because I had that, the filtered, yeah, that you can just attach right to your shower head so that your showers are filtering out the heavy metals and the waste products and all of that. Because Chlorine. In the chlorine. And you can get whole house systems. We have a whole house system now, but we did use the shower before we moved into this house. Um, I had a shower head. So, yeah, that's it's really important. We don't realize it's how really much. really important. Our, yeah, how much our skin actually just absorbs this stuff. It does. And it affects, like, you know, you you think about the brain fog and the fatigue, chronic fatigue that people are the suffering. The hormones. Hormone disruption. You know, how many women are having difficulties getting pregnant? How many people are having problems losing weight? Your thyroid gland you know, is responsible for your metabolism and that's affected by stuff. So all of this stuff comes into play. And what's really fun is Rachel and I have never, we've, we've met a couple times. We've, we've met a couple places and we've never actually had this conversation. So it's really kind of a fun topic for us to talk it about. It is. We're geeking out over water. I love it. I know. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, what are natural alternatives to water either as a skincare ingredient or in your daily skincare regimen? So as I mentioned, herbal infusion, so that's basically an herbal tea or you can make green tea. Green tea actually has a ton of topical skin benefits, really wonderful ingredient that you have to use water to make the tea. You have to use water to extract the benefits of the plant, typically hot water. Um, And then there are some herbal preparations you can use called glycerates. We're using glycerin to actually extract 
some of the preparation or some of the therapeutic benefits from the plants. And that's a lot less irritant than using something like an alcohol extract or an herbal vinegar. Herbal vinegars are great for salad, but not so much on the face. It's, it's, it's too acidic and, um, and therefore too irritant. Um, of course, we got to talk about oils. We love oils. Oils don't hydrate the skin per se because they're not bringing any water into the skin, but they absolutely are essential for helping to maintain skin hydration because they are helping to kind of um, seal off the the evaporation pathways from the water that's already in the surface of the skin. They're helping to keep that moisture in and they're also delivering just pure plant nutrition into the skin. It's just wonderful. And I really think there's an oil for everyone. If you put an oil on your skin and it feels too greasy or it's not absorbing or it's too thick, try another oil. There's so many of them out there now and they all have different properties. They're all made of different essential fatty acid chains that will determine how it absorbs and whatever, depending on what your skin's needs are, it w you will find the right one. You just have to kind and, of experiment. And sometimes what I find with people too is that you're so used to putting on that watered down product that you need more of that you're using, your, it's a simple math product. You're actually, you're, you're just using too much oil. So if you simply cut the oil down into half or even a third, then what I tell my clients is, you know what, if you put the serum on, like my CX serum, vitamin C serum, um, if you put that on and 10 minutes later you feel it on your skin, you've put too you much put on too it. too much. So get it within 10 minutes, you should have soft feeling skin, not dry, not oily. It should be just like to the touch, you just feel soft. So keep cutting back until you get to the point where you know, I need three drops, I need two drops, I'm two and a half. Because some most the, of the time we're just so used to using such high volumes because that's what those big bottles come, you know, in big bottles. So they look nice and big and you think, oh, but you're using three times as much as you would if you just used an oil. Exactly. It's so true. And another thing that I want everybody to have, there's two things that I want everybody to have in their regimen. And that's first is rose water. That's something that can be used just as a spritz before you apply your oils, or you can use it as a compress before you apply your oils. That will bring hydration as well as gentle tightening and really just um, beautiful properties into the skin. And then you put your oil on top so that it keeps that moisture in there, but you haven't you haven't dehydrated your skin. The pH is still lower, so you're not irritating your skin in terms of acidity or alkalinity. And um, it, you also get the natural aromatherapy from it, which is shown to improve the mood. And there are a lot of skin and health benefits associated with rose water. So that's one. And then aloe vera plant, an aloe vera plant. Everybody should have an aloe vera plant in their homes and it's just really simple to get the gel out. You just take a vegetable peeler, peel the leaf off. It exposes the gel inside, scoop it out, stick it in like a little Nutribullet. That makes a nice consistency. And you can apply just a layer of that as kind of a serum and then your oils on top. Or you can even mix it with your oils and apply that as your own emulsion that doesn't contain an emulsifier just for like a quick and easy DIY. Um, and then honey. Raw honey is a beautiful thing to wash your face with and also to use as a mask or as a spot treatment. It is very high in water activity. It's, an, it's a humectant and it attracts moisture into the skin, but it itself 
does not contain a lot of water. It has a naturally lower pH, but you're also getting a lot of natural skin nourishing microbiome. I was going to say it's loaded with the oh, biome. It's so like, good. listen to us. We're like, oh, feed, my, feed my skin. Yeah. So I don't want you to actually look for that in a skincare product because yeah. honey in a skincare product can actually cause more microbes because it feeds them. But as a standalone DIY skincare regimen, um, step either as a cleanser or as like a spot treatment or a mask. It's really beautiful and it's very hydrating to the skin. So if you wash your face with honey and then you can then, always just like lick it off. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, it's honey is really sticky, but it's very easy to remove with just a gentle warm washcloth. So just apply it to the skin, kind of tap it around a bit, get things moving, rinse it off with a warm washcloth, spritz your face with some rose water, then put on your really nourishing oil serum. You are good to go. So what are the main things you need to know if you, um, if you choose to use skincare products that contain water or water-containing ingredients? So what's the most important thing to look for? If you see a product that contains some sort of an herbal extract or something with water or a hydrosol and it says preservative-free, run, put the product down and step away from it. There's no such thing as a preservative-free product product that contains water that is safe because water yeah water like we talked about just grows bacteria so either the product is formulated unsafely or they're lying and they have not listed out the preservatives and that happens a lot we often see products that um if i know where to look for the sources of the ingredients because that's what i do but a consumer is not going to know oh well where did they get that ingredient and then if you go look at that ingredient the ingredient itself might have methylparaben in it but because it's below a certain percentage of concentration, you would never need, you would never know that as a consumer because the individual constituents of raw materials are not necessary to be listed on labels. So always be wary of those free from claims. It's typically, you know, too good to be true. Yeah. So I love this conversation um, because I, I love the fact that we're on the same page yeah. with with it and i i always think that two voices are always stronger than one absolutely four voices are stronger than two um i know a lot of people get worried about competition and things like that but i i applaud at people that can band together and love each other and spread the word because like i my biggest thing is i really want people to understand the safer ideas of skincare and it doesn't have to be um, just because something looks pretty and is is marketed, I don't want to say correctly, but marketed, um, doesn't marketed well, yeah, marketed a certain way, marketed well. Like I, I always talk about, um, like mineral makeup is not really safe. It was a marketing ploy because it sounds safe and it exploded. So it's the same idea with marketing. Marketing does just because something looks good doesn't mean it's good. And I want everyone to go home. This is your homework. You have to go home. Look at the products that you're using, especially like the stuff you use every day. And look at the ingredient and see if the first ingredient is water. That's it. That's all you got to do. That in itself is going to be an eye opener when you look at 10 products and you see that 10 products 
products out of 10 products have water listed as the first ingredient. So really just open your eyes and then you can start to delve into it and figure out like, what do I need to do to make the change? What do I look for? Obviously, you know, you have a course that I know that you want to offer everyone. My products, of course, um, Primal Life Organics are all very, it's an oil-based skincare program that I developed. Um, but and tell- it's a beautiful line. I've, I've sampled your products before. You Thanks. do a great job. Thank you. Um, and I take that very, like, uh, from an expert to an expert. So that, that means a lot to me. But tell them about your course, because I really want people to really, if you're interested, if you geek out about this stuff like we do, um, Rachel has a great course that you can go through. So tell them about your course. Absolutely. It's called Must Have Secrets for Gorgeous Skin. And it is a 10 lesson video course where I you sign up for the course, you'll get an email every day with a lesson in it. And it basically takes you through the entire process that took me years to figure out and you're going to get all that information in these 10 videos. And it I talk about what you need internally to build healthy, beautiful cells from the inside out with what foods you should be looking for, also what substances and foods you should be avoiding. We talk about lifestyle upgrades that you can make to support healthy skin. What are things in your house, in your daily lifestyle, at your workplace that you should be taking a look at to kind of run through this checklist like, oh, okay, do I have this, 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 or this? Okay, well, let's fix this. And they're, they're all things that are within your control that if you make these small changes, they can really make a big impact overall on your skin. And then I talk about topical in two ways. We talk about more ingredients like this. We talk about ingredients they should avoid, ingredients that you should look for. But as um, we mentioned in the beginning of this session today, I'm also an esthetician. So I'm giving you the skinny on what spa treatments are actually beneficial and which ones really are not. Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of Now it gets dicey. It does get dicey. And unfortunately, there are a lot of treatments that are being done in spas um, on a regular, on a very regular basis. And they're expensive. They're expensive, but they're also doing your skin more harm than good. And they're actually slowing down your skin's healing process and speeding up your skin's aging process. And I don't think we want either of those things. No. And I talk a little bit about that every once in a while too, when I talk about some of the ingredients, like what, what kills me is when like the vitamin C formulations, vitamin C itself starts to oxidize, like you're laughing, starts to oxidize Uh as soon as it's exposed (laughs) to air. It's not oil soluble. So in order to put it in oil, they have to attach it to something. And they have to do a lot to it. So by the time you, and what they attach it to, one of the side effects causes cell death. So the whole idea behind buying something that has vitamin C is that you're going to be improving your skin when in reality they've attached it to something that's going to cause cell death. So pretty ironic. Isn't that crazy? It happens all the time. And we buy into it. We buy into it and we wonder why we buy this bottle this big for $200 and we don't look any different. It's true. So, yeah. And then, you know, In addition to that, I talk a lot about mindset in this course because I'm sure you've seen this with your clients and your audience as well. We we know a lot of what we're supposed to be doing to get the results we want, but sometimes we still don't do them because we're stuck or because we feel like we don't deserve it or we feel like it's not for us, it's for that person. So I talk about the importance of mindset and what what shifts you really do need to adopt if you really want to get the results that you say you want. 
and make them for you for life. Awesome. You are amazing, Rachel. And I thank totally, you. So are you. Thank you. We're two girls that just love each other. We are. Yeah. <laughs> you see us on the dance floor. Oh, my God. oh, that's not good. Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Yeah, we were just in an event recently. Thanks, JJ Virgin. Um, we costumes. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And we had so much fun. We are dancing maniacs. So. Anyway, I totally appreciate you coming on. And so we'll have all in the notes, the show notes, all the information. If anybody wants to go to the course, check it out. Um, and Rachel, I totally, I totally, totally, totally thank you for being who you are, bringing safe skincare, the knowledge out there, um, because so many estheticians, they, they don't get into the natural and mm -hmm. they get stuck in the artificial is what I like to call it. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate when the, the natural um, can come out. So thank you so much for joining us today. And everybody can check you out. Um, do, on your web, you have a website as well. Yes. So I have rachelpontillo.com and it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-P-O-N-T-I-L-L-O. And, and that'll then, be in the notes as well. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And then um, if you are interested in actually learning to make your own skincare products that are <laughs> like a lot of what we talked about today. Yeah. Um, I also have createyourskincare.com. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, being the creator myself of a company that creates skincare, I always encourage people to make their own skincare. And even if it's simple, like I like leave the 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 really intricate stuff to me, like my um, super berry elixir is has a ton of really good ingredients. So leave that to me. And that can be your night treatment. But I always encourage people to just dabble with making your own. It's of course going to be more cost effective for you. And it's fun, especially if you if you have a daughter or a son, like get them mixing and just Put start to work. Yes. And it's and if you're using oils and food based, it's kind of fun to do it. Make yourself a sugar scrub for your face. Make yourself that honey. Get, you know, get raw ingredients and make them. So I always, even as the creator of a company that creates skincare, always encourage people to go out and make your own whatever you can always make your own when you can and leave the the, the nitty-gritty and the really delicate stuff to other people that really love to geek out on that. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. I appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. And until fun. the next time we run into each other on the dance floor. Absolutely. Sending love to you. And uh, you as well. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And we will catch you next time on The Healthy Me. Trina here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, Subscribe to the Healthy Me podcast and be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. You can like the Healthy Me Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at thehealthyme underscore com. Remember, the info on the Healthy Me podcast is not to be taken as medical advice. You should always talk with your doctors before trying anything we discuss. Until next time, live in your Healthy Me.